forever. Hi, Anna. Hi, Andrew. And hey, everybody else. And welcome to our podcast, Scary Scary Stories to Tell on the Pod. pod. It is a podcast about scary stories, urban legends, true spooky things that happen to you that you tell us about. And it's primarily a comedy podcast about scary things. So think of it as though um, Louis Anderson is like, am I the only one here who's not a bat person? And then it sure enough reveals that everyone around him is a bat person. Correct. Yeah. That's that's what the podcast is, you know. <laughs> did I sum it up okay? I think you did. Oh. I think so for sure. Um and Andrew and hello. And Andrew and, and hello. I and Andrew and I are friends and we have a podcast, which is <laughs> just a little thing we invented. Did you know that we invented it? We did. Yeah. Everyone else who has a podcast is enemies. We have endless amounts of enemies, new ones every day. Malcolm Gladwell, you know, that's it. I think he bad, right? Did he do bad? <laughs> Did he do bad? I don't know. Oh, God. Maybe uh, who's, should write who's a book called least... Did I Do Bad. <laughs> who's the least likely podcast host? Who'd be the safest bet to be like their enemy, even though they're surely the nicest person? Oh, uh, I feel like Terry Gross, maybe not nicest person, but probably like least offensive. Right. Never done anything bad. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I would definitely, definitely go with Terry. I'm sure there are others. But anyway, Anna, it's it's post Labor Day now. It's post Labor Day, which is still summer. OK. Yeah. Still it's, summer, but it's we're still in a transitional summer. period. It's still summer until it gets cold. <laughs> and that potentially may never happen again. So... <laughs> You got your wish sur- songs about surfing. <laughs> got your damn wish. Wow. The idea of songs about surfing, it being all their fault. You know, it is. Um, it is. Yeah. Should we? So, but we're look guys, we're a scary story podcast. Okay. Regardless yeah. of what the theme is, when you listen to this podcast, you're going to hear people's scary stories. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we are we are now easing gradually out of Campfire Tale Summer, but that doesn't mean that we're going to stop reading stories that you send us in. We'll start sprinkling back in the Alvin Schwartz and Stephen Gamble series. We'll start sprinkling in some urban legisodes, but we still have this amazing backlog. Those will make their way into the podcast. And I just, it's too hard to say goodbye. And we have one today that I just couldn't bear to put off any longer, Anna. We couldn't bear it. And I was wondering if it would be okay if I did read it today to you. Yes, yes, Andrew, yes. Thank you very much. So I, the why I'm reading this is the, the subject line really jumped out, Anna, to you and I specifically. Um, the subject line is haunted Catholic upholstery. <laughs> yes, this is good. <laughs> and it felt right. Um, you know, schools, some schools are going back into session. Some schools are Catholic schools. And that's where we're going to be able to finagle that theme in today. Yeah. That's true. So here we go. This is from Keegan. And Keegan says, Hi, Anna and Andrew. I am a huge fan of both of you and the pod. Andrew, you may- Andrew, you motivated me to buy a lake house scented candle from Stonewall <gasps> Kitchen, and it just made my summer core evening so much better. Wow. <laughs> 
Wow, Keegan, I cannot, I'm evangelical about the Stonewall Kitchen Lake House scented candle. So I'm so glad it could bring you happiness. This is good. Uh, More importantly, you inspired me to start a fundraiser for the Okra Project. We raised over (gasps) $1,000. What? That's amazing. That's amazing. Thank you, Keegan. Thank you, Keegan. And then Keegan says in her email, thank you for letting me know about such an amazing organization. Um, Yeah, keep getting involved. Keep giving. Keep doing that. We'll post the Okra Project's information in the notes for this episode. So check them out if you're interested in donating. They're a really great organization. Highly recommend. Yes. Okay, here we go. I have been loving the summer camp fireside spooks. I am a Mulder son, Scully Rising, and I've <laughs> never really had a spooky encounter. But then something just happened, and I think it is worthy of at least sending in. Little background, I am a professional upholsterer, and I own my own business, and Keegan links to her business, which I'm excited to check out. Um, a few weeks ago, a new oh. client contacted me about reupholstering a chair she had inherited from her grandparents. It's an antique side chair with just the seat and back upholstered. The front and back legs are beautifully hand-carved wood, but here comes the ma'am. The front legs are carved in the shape of Catholic monks. I know that last sentence that's I know that last sentence doesn't make sense, so I beg you to see attached pics. I'm not as gifted as Anna in describing images. Okay, let's see. Okay, wow, flirting. Flirt. Uh, I'm Um, looking at the chair. Oh, wow. Oh, no, no, no. This, this does, is hard. It looks very King's Landing, I have to say. Um, it does. Although I guess King's Landing, there's not a lot of upholstery. You know, it's very, it's a warmer climate. But um, This is gorgeous. It's like a blue, it's like a, um, like a, te- somewhere between teal and denim blue, very nubby mm. looking cloth upholstered chair um, with some really dark wood in like a spiral pattern. Mm-hmm. Um, and the arm, the front of the arm is two wooden monks that I have to say look like Easter chocolate. Yeah, I was going to say an Easter chocolate bunny of Zelda Rubenstein from Poltergeist. Correct. Yeah, she's wearing a hoodie. She's yeah. jelly. This is good. And they this kind is... of look impatient. They're like holding their hands down like they're like, hi, you said 315 and I'm I'm out front. Yeah, I'm here. You know? Sorry. I, yeah, whenever you're ready. But, you know, um, <laughs> I, ugh, I have to say, whenever I see furniture on the street that's like heavy wood, I feel like someone needs to reupholster it. And I've, I've no, I now know that I shouldn't do that because I will never do it. But like, if I found this, I would just burn it because it, it is dark sided. <laughs> it is dark sided. Um, okay. But then Keegan wouldn't have any business. So that's it's true. Good. I, it's good. It's good that sometimes- people aren't me. Sometimes dark-sided things lead to light-sided business. That's true. Um, the two front legs extend upwards, and there are maybe 14-inch Catholic monks carved on each one. Mm. So if you were sitting in this chair and rest your arms naturally on the armrests, your hands would each be wrapped around the hooded head of a monk, like no. the monks with the front legs of the chair. And guess what? They're scary as fuck. <laughs> so right away, I asked my client if she knew the provenance of such a creepy piece. She said she wasn't sure. But it had belonged to her Catholic grandparents and noted, theirs was not a happy home. <laughs> yeah, because they're note. Catholic grandparents. <laughs> That's true. No one That's was true. happy. I'm and, and Anne and I can say this as being uh, people raised in the Catholic Church. It is the scariest religion, I think. Like, yeah. Uh, from an aesthetic point of view, I think. Just like, uh, uh, yeah. 
it's if you have if you have if you grew up in another religion that you're like no this one aesthetically is scarier like please let us know we'd please love let to us know battle royale also we're uh, joking we think being catholic is good we love it we and, like it um this episode is sponsored by the eucharist so yeah hungry <laughs> but not really <laughs> <laughs> there's a eucharist shaped hole in all of us okay um oh, side note ma'am that is a deeply scary thing to say referencing theirs was not a happy home yeah Lately, she told me that their marriage was basically arranged. Her grandparents grew up next door to each other and were both single Catholics in their late 20s. At the time and in that community, that was not acceptable. (laughs) And then in parentheses, barf. (laughs) So their parents basically made them get married. They got along okay for a while. I mean, I'm extrapolating, but I hope so. But then in 1956, they had an argument and then never spoke again. Like they lived in the same house and stayed married until they died because Catholic. But according to my client, they literally never spoke to each other after that night. Yikes. Oh, wow. They committed. That, that is a that is not a happy home. This is what the gospel, according to Mark, refers to as doing the damn thing. <laughs> like just being fully Catholic. Uh, that joke doesn't make sense. But it's it's you know what? It's we're easing into into fall. Uh, yeah. And Anna, I think it did make sense. And it even had the like, like tertiary clue within it of like, d- damn, as a religious connotation. Oh, I didn't yeah. even. OK, this is good. OK, it's you a know. good joke. Never mind. She also told me, and this part is important, that when she was a kid and would spend the night at their house, she would have vivid nightmares that the monks would come to life and come after her. Sidebar, if you are casting for this, my client is the sweetest, bubbliest, happiest Midwestern woman you can imagine. I'm picturing Airbud. <laughs> yes. Yes. Is there anything in the rule books that says a dog can't be an upholsterer? There you go. There we go. Airbud just Airbud used that one rule, that one logical fallacy to the end of the line. I love that. Yeah. There's no rule that says Airbud can't be girl. Think about that. <laughs> and, and you know what? That's the truth. And that's true. Um, okay. Uh, so yeah, Airbud is definitely playing this friendly woman. Yeah. Hindsight is 20. St- oh, let me try that again. Hindsight is 2020. And what can I say except I had daytime courage? I love that phrase very much. Oh. <laughs> um, alas, dear Anna, Andrew, and Ladybird, I took the job. My client delivered the chair to my workshop, which is connected to my house. Wearing a mask and practicing safe distancing, of course. And this is when things got spooky. The first step in reupholstery is to strip the piece down to the frame, removing every shred of fabric and every last staple and tack. I started stripping this chair on a hot and sunny afternoon, and within 20 minutes, the sky had completely clouded over, and a full thunder and lightning storm came out of nowhere. Like, the sky went completely black and it started pouring. Storms happen, I know, but it was a scary coincidence. It's hard to describe, but I just had this feeling like this energy in my shop was changing. Then the overhead light in my workshop started to turn off and on by itself. No. None of the other lights or outlets were affected, but the overhead light Mm. started turning off and on at completely random intervals. It would turn off every five to ten minutes and stay off every one one to three minutes. I know ghosts love messing with electricity. It is written. (laughs) It is the rudest thing they do is the light on and off. It's like, ugh. Especially now. It's just like, 
pick a new way to be creepy. You know, maybe just lay low for a bit. Yeah, maybe a creepy thing to do would be to like leave extra carrots in the fridge. You know, go grocery shopping. Go grocery shopping, ghosts. Help out sometimes. <laughs> the storm stopped, but the light kept being bananas. <laughs> and then the nightmare started. I think Anna has talked before about how sleep paralysis can involve sounds, so maybe that is what was going on. But one night I woke up because I heard a disembodied buzzing voice hissing. It was loud. It sounded like someone was crouching next to my bed. I sat bolt up in bed and heard it again. Again, it was very loud and very strange sounding, kind of like Ursula's eels. (laughs) Flotsam and jetsam. Found dead. Um, (laughs) I checked in on my husband, fast asleep beside me, and my kids in their rooms. Eventually, my heart rate slowed back down, and I slept in fits and waves until the morning. All the next day, the overhead light continued to turn itself off and on. I had the Mm. acute sensation of being watched. That night, the voice came back just like before. I was being awoken from a deep sleep by Ursula's eels, but this time, it wasn't a voice but the sound of a whip being cracked. Oh no. We again, it was so loud. I thought maybe a glass of water had fallen to the ground and shattered at first. It was so startling. I sat up and heard it again, a very crisp and very loud crack. Again, I checked on my fam and they were all sleeping soundly. So I laid back down and tried to get back to sleep. The next day I decided to take action because get out in parentheses of my house. <laughs> First, I reached out to my mother in law who was raised Catholic. She sent me back an email with the subject line spells. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) We're always, Uh, that's the thing about old Catholics is that like they act all normal and like hold their keys during the recessional and like they're like, whatever, it's Catholicism, but they're always an inch away from sending you spells. It's always there. Yeah. I, at any given moment, Anna, I am, I am also moments away from sending you spells on the, you know, just like subject line spells. Oh yeah. She recommended leaving out a plate of vinegar in parentheses. Okay. (laughs) And also prayer. Hmm. Not for me. I did the vinegar thing. Then I reached out to my friend who works the Renaissance fair circuit with his spouse. They do tarot card readings. We've all got one. (laughs) We've all got we've all got one queer Renaissance friend. They're all poly. <laughs> they travel a lot. What? They do. What do you want? What do you want? Be reasonable. Um, he said to wash the frame in he said to wash the frame in rainwater and keep the ace of pentacles in my back pocket while I work. Done. Whoa. Oh, interesting. Rainwater. Okay. Lastly, I saged the fuck out of the chair and my workshop. I feel like, as a white person, using sage is culturally appropriative, so I was hesitant to go this route. But I also needed those nightmares to stop, so I was willing to try whatever the Wiccan Facebook group I joined suggested. Oh, boy. In parentheses, also I joined a Wiccan Facebook group. (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and say no comment. I will say, every night we've been with Chris's parents, we watch Jeopardy, and um, one of the Jeopardy answers was Wiccan, and the Ryans acted as though me knowing that was, I was um, Stephen Hawking sitting there, and they just realized in that moment that I was Stephen Hawking. They were like, how on earth could you know that? And I was like, I host a scary podcast, baby. You went to theater school. That's like one step in that direction. I mean, we all know the truth. We do. 
Um, I'm not sure which of these things did the trick, but by the end of the week, when I was closing the chair up, the light spontaneously started functioning normally again, and I slept through the night. I'm not sure if I really freed those spirits or trapped them back in. When I delivered the finished chair, I told my client that things had been weird. She said she had other haunted things from those grandparents. Notably, she was given a cameo ring, and every time she wore it, something terrible had happened. Once she wore it, and she was mugged. Another time she wore it and her house caught fire while she was at work. Oh, no. She doesn't wear. Oh, my gosh. This Those are woman. very bad things. It's not like. And I like felt weird. I know. Poor Mrs. Airbud. Poor girl. Um, <laughs> oh, poor girl. She deserves better. Uh, she doesn't wear it anymore, but it's scared, but is scared to give it away in case someone else gets cursed. Should she sell it on eBay? Mm-hmm. She needs to write into your advice column. Oh, right. <laughs> That's true. I would say as long as you are giving that information out, I would say it's okay. Oh, what do you think, Anna? I think, yeah, I think like it's going to be kind of hard to get heard as somebody with an actual haunted ring on eBay because there is a lot of like yeah. fraudsters and people who deal in bulk and they're just getting stuff off of <laughs> Alibaba and like passing it yeah. off as spooky just because it's like you know, a sterling silver dragon's hand wrapped around a piece of red glass. But like, it's going to be really hard to have your, your posting scene. I think it's sort of similar to like anonymous women posting on Craigslist looking for sex with men. Like, I think it's like, yeah, they're out there, but you know, it's all bots. Um, But I think it's just a numbers game. I think like definitely post it and like, just understand if you're going to try to sell it, it's going to involve a little bit of investment of time up front. Right. And just, and also like um, taking on the emotional baggage of cursing someone else, whether advertent or inadvertent, that is just always something to, to consider. Yes. Um, so that's the end of my story. The moral is sometimes we are more powerful than cartoon eel voice Catholic demons. And also be friends with people who work at Renaissance fairs. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, thank you both for the pod. It has given me hours of laughs while I work, and I look forward to every episode. With genuine love, Keegan. Thank <laughs> Keegan. you, Keegan. Thank you. This was such a delight to read. Wait, there's a movie attached to this. Oh, what is the movie? What is the movie? Oh, it, says I can't, it says I can't play I'm gonna it. Download it. Okay. What if this is just a long play? Oh, and Ke- oh, oh, it's what? a it's oh, it's the finished work. Oh, it's a video of it. It's in a beautiful red. Oh, God. She's zooming in on the fucking monk. No. no. Does it look more or less like Zelda Rubenstein as you get closer? Um, Less, but it looks more upsetting. It looks like it was purposely <laughs> made to be un. It just is the eyes are so set in. It looks like Emperor Palpatine to be H. Oh, that is a good point. But wow. very female, like a female Palpatine. Oh, that's so great. But the, um, the upholstery work is absolutely gorgeous. I'm looking right now at Keegan's website, which is uh, Chariot with like, it's like a chair, but Chariot. C-H-A-I-R-R-I-O-T.com. And yeah, this work is truly beautiful. The wood has been polished as well. It's not just about the upholstery for Keegan. It's about the total package. It is about the total package. This thing is so, it really feels like it's looking at me. Because Keegan oh. has zoomed in so far. <laughs> we'll have to put this video on our, our social. Yes, I would love that. It and, sucks uh, and, so yeah. bad. I feel is- now that I need to do something to my house. Is it a circle of salt? I don't know. Salt is very helpful. Maybe even just gargling salt water. That way you're getting protection against sore throat and also against potential 
uh, email born demons. Oh, that's good. I did get a, a COVID nose swab today, so I'm feeling a little bit froggy. How, how was that for you? Um, it was fine. It, like I didn't like it. It was sort of I put it at the same level of discomfort as like um, getting blood drawn. I shouldn't oh, yeah. say that. No, that actually, I take that back because I, I, I have less of a problem with that. It's just, it's always going to suck a little bit. There's no way around it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, like, within a minute or two, all of the weird sensation was gone. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was pleasantly surprised at how low impact mine was. Yeah, um, it's. I mean, you do get this sense of like, mm, it shouldn't be going. It shouldn't be going up there, you know. Um, but but yeah. my husband Chris who. Uh, he has a condition called basal vagal, which is like anytime, oh. anytime there's like, he doesn't have it as much as, as some of the other men in his family do, but anytime he sees blood or like, mm. like intense pain, like they just pass out. And Chris was very nervous and, um, he was, he just like breezed right through. So if that's, that's like a model, it's not going to be like traumatizing. It's surreal, you know? It's crazy. Yeah. It feels, it really feels like being in a movie. Like it, it just felt so much like I I took the subway there and everyone was wearing masks, which was great. And then one person got on with no mask and was like kind of making a big show of it and was walking down the aisles and everyone was reacting like it was in a zombie movie. It was very weird. It is. What a strange, what a strange, strange time. Yeah. Yeah. And part of me was like, oh, my stomach hurts. Maybe I have that part of COVID. (laughs) But then I realized that I made a big pot of chili with um, taco seasoning that expired in 2017. And I thought that that was okay because it's, quote, very dry. <laughs> I, I yesterday or a couple days ago, um, suddenly had like a panic that I thought I had like appendicitis pain in the side of my stomach. Sure. And I voiced it to my mother-in-law, who is a nurse, and she was like, I think maybe you just had three tacos. And then I was like, oh, "Oh, I did just moments ago have three tacos. (laughs) Brutal. Jill. Jill, I got got hard. She got you. Um, But, uh, oh, what I would say, my most comparable as if for getting the no swab test, I would put it on par with the first time I had bubble tea. It's like. Oh, God. Sorry. There's a squirrel in my fire escape. Oh, my God. Oh my god, they don't come up this high. Wow, that's high to go. That's That's high. high. I want to show Ladybird, but she's asleep. It's not messing around. God, sorry. I wasn't reacting to you talking about bubble tea getting very scared. In fact, I was like, wow, what a strong reaction. But um, yeah, I would say (laughs) similar invasion type feeling, but um, but then you're sort of like, this is fine. It's the trade-off is worth it, ultimately. The trade-off is worth it. Um, but this was such a great story. Um before we go, Anna, did anything spooky happen to you this week? I mean, it's really hard to beat Squirrel on the Fire Just escape. right now. I mean, that's it, right? Um, I guess a, just sort of a scary thing. Or not scary, but like, uh, I guess I, I ha- I've been having very emotionally um, intense dreams. Not like the, not like they're anguished or whatever it's just that the feeling in the dream is very very potent mm-hmm. and last night i had a dream that i was hiking with uh my friend az dungy who's working on um the show we're both working on oh. uh and 
uh, we were just shouting to each other that we loved each other. <laughs> oh. That's so nice. I love you so much. He said, I love you so much. And like, we only know each other through Zoom. We've never met in person. <laughs> but like, it sort of had the same feeling of waking up from a scary dream just because it was like following me. Like the feeling was so real. Yeah. And that's just something my brain, I also really, <laughs> I guess I, we're like at the point in our zoom friendship where I guess I can tell her that I love her. Wow. Um, oh, that's powerful. I think I'm going to do it. I think that's good. It's more of like an otherworldly experience. This is not a scary dream. To make um, up, I, to, I've also begun to develop some friendships over zoom and it is, I think it's very nice. It's like having a pen pal. It is like having a pen pal that you see. You know what it reminds me of is online friends. Yes. From absolutely. like I, my very first website that I frequented frequently was a <laughs> whose line is it anyway message board. And it feels like oh, my friends from that. God. <laughs> yeah, it really does. That sounds right. Yeah. Um, oh, that's good. That's a good that's a good um, unexpected spooky thing that happened to you this week. But I think it definitely qualifies. Yeah. What about you? Okay, today, uh, Chris and my brother-in-law, Kevin, and his fiance Abby, um, they went for a long bike ride in the morning. Chris's parents were out of the house, and so I watched um, Kevin and Abby's dog, Flutie. Flutie! Um, who's a very funny, cute little dog. Uh, he's so low impact. He's like a little businessman, and uh, he doesn't really bark a lot. He does, he's not like – he's very cute and very sweet, but he's not He's not dramatic. I wouldn't call him a dramatic dog. You okay. Know? okay. Um, and – I, I was sitting next to him reading and he was sleeping and he woke up growling like a low deep growl and his hackles raised and he like got up and he looked out the window and there was nothing out the window. And then I was like, oh, geez. And then like a little bit of time passed and I went into the kitchen and I, I'll admit I gave him one Dorito. Okay. I gave him (laughs) one Dorito. And now he'll take a bullet for me if I asked him to. But um, I then went back into the living room and I sat down and he sat next to me and then he laid down again and then he growled again. But then I realized that I think he thought that I was rewarding him for growling. And so he was like, if I do this again, and he kind of was looking at me expectantly like, okay, oh, Dorito no. time. And I could, I, 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 instead I had to trick him and I took a few bites of his food from like hard bits from his bowl and i fed them to him like treats and he was all about it he was totally tricked oh my god andrew that is a beautiful story on its own but i have to say now i'm scared because you said this happened yesterday it happened today oh today oh okay never mind Why? yesterday lady bird dresden my own very dog uh-huh. uh growled deeply in her sleep <gasps> i took a video of it her hackles were more standing up than I've ever seen them in my life. Oh, that's right. And she was growling so much and like ferociously growling. Oh. Um, and she also did it twice, but she was asleep both times. Oh my gosh. What's going around? What's going oh, The dogs are working hard even while <laughs> sleeping and none of us appreciate it. None of us appreciate them enough. But yeah, that was my mild spooky thing, but it came from such a cute, it was a cute spooky, you know? Flutie is very cute. I do. I am so curious about what his vibe with Lady Bird would be. I think they would get along. I think they they uh, they exist in the same world together. I can't imagine they wouldn't get along. I think like yeah. they they both seem pretty respectful of each other's spaces, and I think they'd both be pleasantly surprised by that. I think so too. I think that's a very good point. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Hey, yeah. And something else that, I don't know, maybe this will be a pleasant surprise to everybody. Get out. out. Forever. Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.